a restaurant owner who is going to prison and for a two million dollar tax fraud they probably will have to pay this money all of this money back plus some fines plus go to prison plus be on some type of probation afterwards and they probably will not be able to start a similar restaurant probably for some time This week's taxi is Mr. Chen. So Mr. Chen owned, co-owned and owned a couple of Japanese and Chinese restaurants in Massachusetts and uh, the other name of the state that I cannot pronounce. Um, but anyways, owned a couple of, owned a couple of uh, restaurants. And the funny thing about this situation is I just want to preface by saying that um, he was doing the own account, his own accounting and bookkeeping. And then he was handing over his financials to his tax accountant to prepare his taxes. Now, what Mr. Chen was doing was he would go in and review the POS transaction. So POS, for those who don't know, is point of sale. That's what it stands for. And restaurants will usually use what you call like a POS tool. Like what's a good example, Terrell, of a popular one? So you have um, Square. Okay, uh, yeah, Square, so Square is probably a very popular one. Yeah. So would use like, so Square has like, you know, daily, they'll do daily deposits into your bank account. And um, they'll do, they have daily reports where they show, hey, all of the money that your business made and the trans per by transaction. So what Mr. Chen was doing is he was going in and he was deleting those POS transactions. Now, I don't know if he was actually going into the system and actually deleting them or if he was deleting the transaction within his Quick, QuickBooks or Zero, whatever he was doing. But this is a perfect example of how the bank reconciliation is not matching the QuickBooks account because if he was if he was deleting those transactions within like let's say QuickBooks or zero, but his bank balance was showing a higher deposit or higher account higher amount of money, you know that's already a red flag there, right? So um, he must have just printed out the financials and handed them to his tax accountant because if I was your accountant and I saw the bank isn't balancing with what's going on in your in your QuickBooks or in your zero, what you're showing as your bank balance, like that would have drawn a, a red flag. So he was deleting the POS transactions um, and doing it for multiple, like almost all of his restaurants that he was managing or co-owning. Um, the other thing he was doing was he was paying his employees under the table cash. So, of course, he wasn't paying FICA, unemployment taxes, those kind of things. But the biggest one was this POS deleted transaction. So, wow. the uh, yeah. So any thoughts on that before I kind of go into what he's been, what his penalty is and his sentence? So, I mean, I think there are so many problems. There, there are problems oh, yeah. on multiple levels on this. I think from a federal tax standpoint, I mean, you're grossly understating your income. I mean, this is, that's yeah. pretty much what he was doing is yep. he was, you know, getting rid of not reporting all of his sales. So from a, from a federal level, grossly understating his income. Now, also at the same time on the state and local level, he was probably under reporting his income there, which is not only an income tax issue, but is a sales and use tax issue, which I'm yeah. just like, all right, you're now like, compounding the problem. You're creating a federal problem and you're creating a state level problem. Um, and do then you, I, I, I actually, oh, go ahead. Do you, I was going to say, do you think he actually wasn't paying? I mean, I guess, cause it does get confusing, kind of have to cook multiple books. So 
you think he was just using the same dollar amount, like the same understated sales amount to file his uh, sales tax? Sales tax? Yeah, I, I think he was. I mean, okay. I, I believe he was. I mean, and, and, and the thing is, this is something that I think a lot of I've seen some business owners, you know, do this. And I've had to tell I've seen some business owners misunderstand this is that if you're using a major point of sale system, a POS system, that point of sale system is probably already filing paperwork with the IRS to tell the IRS, we have transacted or we have given this person X amount of dollars. So yep. it's almost like the IRS already knows that your POS system gave you more money. So then mm -hmm. when you fill out your tax return, and they can easily look and see you reported, you know, you reported $1.2 million for your sales, but the POS says they gave you 2.9 million. Something's missing. Like, hey, there's a gap here. And that's right, what it <laughs> Yeah. So it's like people don't realize that, like, hey, you're not giving getting over on anybody. They already know what the right answer is in this case. They're just wanting to see, are you going to be honest about it? Honestly, it actually surprised me that it took this long because it says that he's been doing it since 2013. So there are a couple of, I guess maybe he kind of, you know, repented and felt bad and didn't do it some years, but it says pretty much from 2019 to 13. So they must have known because like, what is this? We're 2023. He was convicted in January. So like, I mean, it's been like 10 years. So he must have done something, slipped up or whatever. <laughs> and you know, yeah. I always find it funny how like these reviews happen like on the crusp, the crisp of like the seven year timeline where it's like, oh, six and a half years. What? Audit, <laughs> <laughs> review, convicted, guilty. <laughs> you know, the thing is, and I think the thing is, there are some crimes that you commit that I think it like, I don't think some cr some crimes don't fall under the statute of limitation, meaning like if you committed some levels of fraud, like it doesn't matter. They can go past seven years because if wow. it was if it was I think some things like if it was an honest mistake, seven years may be the statute of limitation. But if you intentionally committed a crime and it was some type of fraud, I mm -hmm. think they might be able to go past seven years if it is that situation. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, that would be, um, that, that makes sense then. I think one of the other points I want to make before you, I know you, or actually you had a point to make. You want to make your point? I think there was something else you wanted to say that there were two things wrong with it. One, you shared the first point. What was the second? Point? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the understating of the, understating of the, the income from a tax standpoint at the federal level, the state level, and on the sales and use, the local level, the sales and use tax. Mm -hmm. The other one is, you have partners in this business, which that means- That was the one for me. That was just what I was about to say. <laughs> like, you not, this isn't just like, he's only impacting his own life. Like yeah. you have screwed over your partners in the business. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that I've seen a lot of business owners go into partnerships with someone. They're like, oh, my business partner handles all the accounting and they have no idea what's going on. Now, I'm not saying that you should not trust your business partner. But you should have some kind of idea of what's going on. Like in this case, I think a very simple comparison would have been is for the business partners to be able to look at the POS. What does the POS says? And you can look at a transaction deposit report. 
that will tell you this is how much money the POS system has deposited into our bank account. And if you compare that to your revenue number, it should be very, very close. I mean, there are some timing differences in there, so that's why it may not be exact, but it should be very close enough for you to be able to say like, hey, we've kind of, we've done our part and kind of reported all the income that we need to report. Like, and that's a very simple check you can do, even if you aren't the one responsible for, you know, doing all the, the accounting or the bookkeeping, or you can simply just look at the bank balance on your balance sheet and look at the bank statement and see, do these two things reconcile and do they match? If they don't match, then you need to have a conversation with your business partner about like, hey, what's going on here? Right, exactly. No, and one of the things that I actually thought about while you were talking is just um, situations where we found where that review between like the POS system and what's actually getting deposited into the account, we found discrepancies there on the cash side of the transaction. So it's important to, to do that review. But yeah, so this gentleman is going to prison for 18 months. Um, and then he oh, already has, yeah, he's already paid um, $600,000 of the $2 million that he, um, he I guess, evaded. <laughs> so um, I don't know. He did have a $20,000 fine that he has to pay. Um, but other than that, I think after he comes out of prison after 18 months, he's going to be suspended for a year, I believe, as well. So um, wow. he's probably going to be required to pay that $1.4 million back, but there was no mention of that. Um, I do I mean, feel bad for the business partners, though. I mean, because uh, what I would see in this situation is probably definitely going to have to pay back the, the, rest of the, the rest of the money that he owes. Because based on the way I think the, the article had it written, um, I don't know if it was, well, yeah, it did say it was $2 million in taxes that he had not paid. So well, probably going to have to pay all that. Date. Yeah, they said to Yeah, on the federal paid. level. Now, yeah. that doesn't mention, because that was on the IRS's website the, at the federal level. That doesn't mention what he owes at the state level. And then nope. probably because he was under representing the revenue, like his business partners, their tax returns were wrong. So they're probably going to sue him um for restitution and damages because they're gonna have to pay penalties because their tax return was wrong because he messed up the numbers for everybody in the partnership and he had multiple restaurants so they're so probably going to sue him <laughs> well i want do you think they would get uh they, the, that the fees would uh would at least be waived and the penalties would be waived for them I mean, I think they can make an argument with the IRS about getting the know. fees waived. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they can just say, hey, this guy's been convicted because of, hey, you know, he underreported our, our revenue and stuff like that. And they could probably get the fees waived and then maybe have a payment plan for paying off the rest. Or they say, hey, I only own 10% of the business. So they get their prorated portion of taxes that they're supposed to pay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that can be in, you know, they can work out some type of process because I think the IRS would work with them knowing that they were not the fraudsters in this situation. Or so we think. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's your tax team for this week. Any final thoughts, Mr. Turner? Yes. The final thought is thank you everyone for listening and thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe. 
and tell a friend to subscribe to the show.